All right. Good afternoon. You can clap if you want. Uh, yeah, hey, really quick, just want to welcome you guys to City Light Linko Church. And as we were worshiping this morning, uh, yeah, just really blessed by the time that we have together to hear people praising Jesus. And I was reminded of the verse in Hebrews where Hebrews tells us that in Christ we have received a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And as you guys, if you're, you look around the world, you, you read any article, you'll find out you know, companies are going and bankrupt, and there's a lot of things that are happening. But in Christ, Jesus says we've received a kingdom that will never be shaken. Alright, so if you have your Bibles this afternoon, we're going to be in Mark chapter 2. We're going to be Mark chapter 2, verse 23, and we're going to go all the way to chapter 3, verse 6. As you guys, yeah, we're going to finish chapter 2, finally. And uh, as you guys are turning here, I want to ask us a question to start off our time. There was a famous uh, Christian, a very important Christian in the last century named A.W. Tozer, and he asked this question. He says, what comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. He says that. What comes into our mind when we think about God is the most important thing about us. And as we're going through the, the book of Mark, I want us to ask that question. When I say the, the word God, what comes into our minds when we think about it? Yeah, whether you are a Christian or whether you say that you're not a Christian, every single person has this idea of who God is whenever you think about it. And over the past couple of weeks, we've had the opportunity to watch the life of Jesus. He's healing people, he's ministering to people, he's proclaiming himself to be the Son of God. And as he's been doing these things, there's been these people that have been reacting towards him and responding toward what he's doing. And, and you have this one group of people called the crowds, and there are these crowds of people that have been following after Jesus. And some of them, they really want to, to be disciples of Jesus. And then you have the, the other part of the crowd where they're just following Jesus because they like what he's doing. There's this kind of spectacular thing of healing and, and delivering demons out of people. And so they're just amazed at Jesus and they're following him for that reason. But now we have this other group of people that we've been spending a lot of time with called the Pharisees and the Scribes. And, 
And as Jesus has been proclaiming the gospel, these are the guys and, uh, that, that always criticize Jesus. They judge Jesus. They're trying to actually plot to kill Jesus. And before we're too hard on the Pharisees, what we can see about their life is they acted the way they did because they believed God to be a certain way. And, and this is the truth. What we believe about who God is will always work itself out in the lives that we live. And so this afternoon we have an opportunity to see Jesus make this amazing statement that he is the Lord of the Sabbath. And I have to ask this, this question. Do we see God, do we see Jesus as being a God who wants to invite us into his rest? Alright, so stand for the reading of God's word. We're going to start with Chinese. And then we'll uh, read English. Alright. And would you remove any obstacles from our hearts, from our minds, of seeing and believing who Jesus declares himself to be? In Jesus' name we say together. Amen. All right, and so we're uh, going to start here at verse 23. Verse 23 says this, On the Sabbath he was going through the grain fields, and his disciples began to make their way, picking some heads of grain. And the Pharisees said to him, Look, why are they doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? Verse 24 
岁，耶呃，法利赛人跟耶稣说：“看哪、啊，他们在安息日为什么做不可以做的事？” Chapter three. We're going to jump down just a little bit. Chapter three, verse one to two. It says Jesus entered the synagogue again, and a man was there who had a shriveled hand. In order to accuse him, they were watching him closely to see whether he would heal him on the Sabbath. 就是、what you're going to notice really quick about these Pharisees is that they were only concerned with what the Bible says was it lawful, was it not lawful. There was no concern over the individual person. And, and I don't know, but when I read the Gospel of Mark, it must have been really tiring to be a Pharisee because they were following Jesus. I mean, it's like they're scouting out wherever Jesus is and they're watching him, just waiting for him to mess up. And I don't know if you know people like that, but it's just those people that are just waiting for you. They have, they have no care for you. They have no concern for you. But they're just waiting for you to make a mistake and mess up. 你你 Alright, but the Bible says Mark tells us that everything that was happening was on the Sabbath. And I don't know if you're, you're new to Christianity, you've read the Bible before, but Sabbath is a really big deal in the Bible. And so really quick, we're going to kind of go backwards a little bit and talk about what the Sabbath was to bring us up to speed where Jesus is healing and doing ministry. Alright, Genesis chapter 2, verses 2 through 3, this is what the Bible says. On the seventh day, God had completed his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all of his work that he had done. God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy, for on it he rested from all of his creation. Now, when the Bible says that God rested, it's not giving us the picture that God was tired, right? And in fact, in another book called Exodus, the Bible says that God was refreshed actually on this day as he rested from all the work that he did. But it's really this picture that we get of God that after he created the stars, the universe, the animals, everything, it's almost as if he kind of stood back and he enjoyed what he made. And here in Genesis chapter 2, there are two things that God tells us about the Sabbath. The first thing that it says here in verse 2 is it says that he blessed this seventh day. Anytime you see the word blessing or when God blesses something, Whatever he blesses automatically becomes this vehicle or this tool for his compassion, for his goodness. Now, in the Bible, when it talks about blessing, whether it's a verb or a noun, it becomes a tool for his compassion, for his goodness. 
呃一个一个工具，然后呢，这是什么工具呢？让上帝开始施展他的这个怜悯的工具。The second thing that Genesis tells us is not only was this day blessed by God, but God also said that it's it's holy. 那在这里呢，第二件事情呢，不只是讲到说神祝福了第七日，同样也讲到第七日是分别为圣的。And anytime you see the word holy in the Bible, it has this meaning that it's special, like it's set apart, especially just for God. 在圣经里面读到圣洁，其实它是很特别的，因为它是分别出来只给神的。And so, if you can imagine, maybe like a kid's birthday, your spouse's birthday, it's like that day is set aside. So you do things that they enjoy. You do things that are different because it's special for them. That's the idea of holy. That 特别什么意思呢？就好像你的孩子，你的这个这个配偶生日哈，那个日子是分别出来给他庆祝。那圣经里面讲到的这个圣洁也是一样的道理。Okay, so the Sabbath number one, it was supposed to be a reminder of God's compassion, His goodness. So God said, listen. I want you to set this day aside so you can be reminded of how I care for you. So, the second thing that the Bible tells us about the Sabbath was it's not just about God's compassion and His care for us, but in Deuteronomy chapter five it says this. It says, he says, remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God brought you out of there. Remember the Sabbath. So two things at the Sabbath, all throughout the history of Israel, were every single week. One day, they were supposed to remember that they were created to be receivers of God's goodness, and that God had saved them and redeemed them. So we know, ah, in this history of the history of Israel, we have to remember that every day there is a day for God's goodness. So beginning on Friday night, they would all get together and they'd have a meal together. Just like on Friday night, they would all get together and they'd have a meal together. Just like on Friday night, they would all get together and they'd have a meal together. And they have this meal called the Passover. And this Passover meal would be a reminder of God delivering them from Egypt and passing over them as God delivered them from their enemies. And so every week, you guys, they would get together. They'd have this meal, and tradition was that the youngest child in the family would ask this question. Why is this meal different than any other meal that we eat during the week? And then the oldest male in the family, the patriarch, would be responsible for telling them the story of God and His miraculous power delivering them from Egypt and passing over them. 在家族里面，那个最大的家长呢，就会讲了哈，神是如何的呢？施行他的神迹，其实把我们拯救出来。Okay, so there's two things, guys. The Sabbath represents number one, it's a day set aside where we are reminded that we are created to depend upon God because He cares for us. 所以安息日要记得第一件事情呢，它就是被分别出来的一日。那一日你要记得神是如何的来向你施恩怜悯。Number two, it was a day set aside where they were supposed to be reminded that God is a savior; He is a redeemer. That second thing is, 
情呢，在安息日要记得呢，就是我们要分别出来这一天，记得神是拯救者。Okay, but during the Old Testament and the New Testament, some things happened. 那在这个旧约跟新约这当中，有一些事情发生。All right, so by the time that Jesus was doing ministry, the Sabbath had become less about rest and more about rules. 当耶稣开始在做他的施工的时候呢，安息日呢变得不再是一个休息的时间了，而是变得是一个规定。In fact, uh, in between the Old Testament and the New Testament, they created these 39 rules where they de- they define what you could or could not do on the Sabbath. 那在旧约跟新约这当中呢？呃，他们就开始又增加了三十九条这个条例哈，然后让你知道什么可以做，什么不可以做。And so, man, man, like enjoying the Sabbath became more about being paranoid about following the right rules, about doing the right thing, and much less about receiving the rest that God had given them. 本来呢，安息日是应该要来享受神要给我们的，结果最后呢，被这三十九条的这个法这个规定来弄得受不了，不知道该做还是不做。Alright, so for example, in Luke chapter thirteen, we have this story. 那举例来说，在It's just an example. I said Jesus goes into the synagogue and there's a woman there who's possessed by a demon. 神呢就到了柜堂，然后有一个妇女呢被鬼附。And Jesus, because he's gracious, because he's compassionate, he sees the woman and he delivers her from that demonic oppression. 那耶稣呢是蛮有怜悯恩典的神，所以看到这个妇女被鬼附，当然就要释放她。But then this is what the leader of the church said. Okay. 那你看看这一句话哈，是教会的领袖说。But the leader of the synagogue, indignant, he's angry because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath. Responded by telling the crowd, "There are six days, guys, when work should be done. Therefore, don't come on those days, or, or therefore come on those days and be healed. Don't come on the Lord's day and be healed." Luke 福音十三章十四节说，会堂的主管这样讲，因为耶稣在安息日治病，就气愤愤地对群众说。Can you imagine? I mean, in our in our group this morning or this afternoon, someone comes into church and they're like, "I need healing. I need to be prayed for." Like, wait, like of all days, not the Lord's day. You gotta wait till Monday through Friday, and we're open for that kind of thing. You can imagine if someone comes in here and says, "I really need healing. I'm sorry, I'm not here today. Friday, 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 Friday." And so this is the this is the environment of the Sabbath at this time. 那你要知道哦，在当时的这个对安息的这个氛围就是这样子被创造出来的。The very thing that the Sabbath was supposed to represent, God's compassion, His care, also His redemption, His restoration, was the very things that the scribes and the Pharisees were withholding from people. 安息日呢，是让上帝开始彰显他的这个呃怜悯恩慈，甚至呢。And the Sabbath, you guys, was a gift, right? It's a gift to God's people to say, "I want you to have this day." Requires faith, but you need to be reminded that you're not created to work seven days a week, twenty-four-seven. I want you to rest to be cared for. Yes, But even though it was a gift, if they weren't using it or they didn't know how to use it, it was useless. 如果说呢，这虽然是一个礼物，可是你都不知道怎么去好好的善用这个礼物，它其实是无用的。I remember when I first and we, when Alice and I were engaged, we had all these times where、uh, you know people throw you like wedding showers. Guys... 那我记得我刚跟我太太订婚的时候，很多人就开始给我们办一些这个婚前的这个这个。Yeah, the song you, which is the best part of the whole shower, they give you these gifts. We call it the shower party. All right. 就是用那个礼物
Alright, but, but but so for the most part, man, the ones I've been to are great, but there's this one that we had to go back to my hometown that I'd been there for a long time, and my mom threw the shower. And, and so I go back and she she'd invited all these kind of yeah, these older ladies that knew me while I was growing up. I hadn't talked to them for years, but it's like, you know, I taught she was in second grade or I was her teacher here. And so we were all sitting in this circle, and I remember uh, they all sat in this circle. That was the most awkward part. And Alice and I had to sit in the middle. We had to open up all these gifts in front of them. And these, I mean, these, these ladies were serious. They dressed up. They were really excited. They were opening these gifts. Every time you open a gift, they're just like, oh, you know, isn't that so great? All these kind of things, right? And, and so I, I, it was my turn to open this one gift with wrapped really nice. And the lady that gave it, I mean, she was sitting on the edge of her seat and she was just watching us open. She was obviously very excited about what she had given us. <laughs> so I opened the gift and I'm just, I'm holding it in my hand. I'm thinking, man, thank you so, so much for this gift. This is amazing. This is great. And you know, I can tell the look on her face that she wasn't really happy about what I was saying. And so she said, Colin, you're holding it upside down. <laughs> I mean, it's a cake stand. Who wants a cake And the point is, even though she gave it to me as a gift, even though I could say to her, thank you so much, this is amazing, if I don't know how to use it, it's completely useless. And that's exactly what was happening with the Sabbath with these people. Uh, and so guys, really quick, we're just going to look at how Jesus responds to their criticism, to their judgment of what Jesus is doing, and Jesus asks them these two questions. He says this in verse 25, as they were waiting for him to mess up, Jesus says, have you never read? In chapter 3, verse 4, he asks another question. He draws this man who has a, a withered hand, puts him on the spot, and he asks everybody, is it not lawful to do good on the Sabbath or to do evil, to save life or to kill? Jesus says, have you never read? Of course these guys have read the Bible. The, these men were, were men who had memorized large portions of the Old Testament. They could recite it, they could teach it, they could tell you all about it. And yet Jesus says to them, have you never read? 
法利赛人他们背这个旧约，甚至教导旧约。可是呢，耶稣还反问他们：难道你没读过吗 ？What Jesus is saying is that there's this massive gap between what you know in your head and what you believe in your heart. 那基本上这个问题呢，是在讲到说呢，从你的头脑所知道的，到你心里所相信的，这当中这条路太大了。Jesus is saying, "Have you never read in the Old Testament that my Father says I desire faithful love and not sacrifice, the knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings?" Jesus 在跟他们讲到说，难道你没有读过吗？我喜爱连续，不喜爱祭祀。Do you not know that God Himself says that the Lord is a compassionate and a gracious God, slow to anger and abounding in faithful love and truth? Jesus 问他们说，难道你不知道吗？神是有怜悯有恩典，不轻易发怒的神。And yet, it is they that bear witness about me. 那在约翰福音第五章说，你们研究圣经，因为你们认为圣经中有永生。其实为我作证的就是这圣经。See, these men were men who had the verses memorized. They could tell you, you know, what happened here and what happened there. But there's this huge gap and this disconnect between what they knew and what they believed about who God was. 这些人熟悉圣经，但是对他们心里面所相信的，却有这么一段不知道的路。This guy named John Bloom says this. He says biblical knowledge is far better than gold when it fuels our trust in God because it fuels our intimacy with God. But when biblical knowledge replaces our trust in God, it only fuels our pride. Ah, this guy John Bloom, he says, biblical knowledge is in helping Americans trust in God because it I mean, these guys were guys that were literally following disciples, walking through a wheat field, and the disciples like took off a little top, and they began to freak out. And yet, these are the men that were responsible for teaching the people of God about the goodness of God. These people just When I read about these men, and I think about even the disciple Judas, these were men who were the closest to the things of God, yet never put their trust or really knew who God was. Then I started to study this group, and even included Judas and Jesus. They should have been closest to Jesus, but they didn't know what God was doing. And so Jesus tells them in verse four that he's angry. Because as we look at this example, and we think about men who had all of the Bible, you know, memorized, and yet their heart, their hearts were so far from God. We have to ask the question: How does that happen? In verse five, it says that Jesus, after looking around them with anger, he was grieved at their hardness of heart. 第五节呢，呃，在英文的版本是说呢，耶稣是愤怒的看着他们。And God gets angry. 耶稣生气了，神生气了。And what is Jesus angry at here? Is he is he angry because there are these traditions that are being broken? 耶稣生气是因为传统被破
No, he's angry because these men were supposed to teach people and embody the character and the nature of God, and yet they are stuck with this hardness of heart. When the Bible talks about the hardness of heart, it's not it's not something that happens just overnight. It's a slow process of something growing harder and harder and harder and more numb to the grace of God. The love of God, the presence of God. You know, when I was in high school, I used to, uh, this, this happened to me more times than I'd like to admit, but you know there's the gas light that comes on in your car when you're running out of gas? And I remember when I was in high school, you know, I'd be driving, the gas light would come in, and I'm like, yeah, I got it. Five more miles, it's no big deal. Like five more miles, I'm like, oh, I got another five more miles. And yeah, more often than not, I'd be stuck on the side of the road calling my friends saying, hey, can you bring me some gas in a gas can because I completely ran out of gas. And here's where this passage kind of scares me a little bit, is that there are these warning signs in our hearts when we read about Jesus and it doesn't move us anymore. That where you know we can talk about God and we can read the Bible, but it's like our hearts are far from what He's talking about, or our hearts are not moved with love and worship and awe of who He is. And it's like that gaslight that's kind of going off, and instead of us stopping and saying, "Wait a second, there's a problem here. I need to ask the Lord to do something in my heart." We usually just keep on going. We say, you know what, I'm doing the right things, I can say the right things, it's no big deal, everything's going to be okay. And then we crash and we burn. And I'm there, I'm there with you guys because there are mornings when I'm doing my Bible reading and I read like two or three chapters and I'm like, what did I just read? I completely have no idea what I just read. But I'm like, well, check, did my Bible reading for today. But slowly, you guys, that's a recipe for my heart growing hard. And so Jesus, sorry, but okay, John. Okay. So Jesus says to these Pharisees, He says, "Have you never read?" And I think you would ask us the same thing: Is where is your heart this afternoon in connection to what you know about God? And I would just encourage us that if you feel like you're in this place where your heart is numb to the love of God or the power of God, and don't just don't just think that everything's going to be okay. But get on your knees. Let's get on our knees and say, God, would you move us again? That we would be moved to worship and who you are. 
不知道神的能力了，我们要起来开始敬拜，然后让敬拜带我们来呃亲近神。And finally, Jesus he says this about who he is in light of everything that's going on. 然后呢，最后耶稣就告诉他们说，到底是发生了什么事。And I want us to feel the weight of what Jesus says here in verse twenty-eight. He says, "So then, the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath." 那呢，我们希望能够得呃听得懂哦，在二十八节讲到的这一个这个重量这句话的一个沉重性哦，就是说呢，纵使是耶稣这个神子，他也是安息日的主。And remember how we said earlier that the Sabbath was something that was only for God, set aside for God, blessed by God. So Jesus saying that He's Lord over that is He saying to people, "I am God." 我们刚刚讲到安息日呢，是祝福的，是被分别出来的。I mean, I don't know of any other God, you guys, or any religion that says I am a God who desires to bring you and give you and invite you into rest. And you know what, guys? We need rest. Uh, Taiwan, in fact, actually, Taiwan has the fourth longest work week in the whole world. Taiwan 呢是全世界呢第四大呢工作时间最长的一个国家 So if you if you're if you're Taiwanese or you're someone that works for a Taiwanese company, you're probably overworked, you're stressed, you're tired, you're not getting paid as much as you probably should because you're overworked. 反正就压榨劳工嘛。你呢，如果在台湾公司里面工作呢，你就是超时工作，金钱就是给的薪水也不够多。And if you're like me, probably you don't think you need rest as much as you actually do. 那你可能会像我一样哈，你不认为自己真的需要这么多的休息时间。That I, I'm not the kind of person that says just do what needs to be done, let's just get it done, and I don't do a very good job actually taking a break and reflecting upon who God is and how He cares for me and all those kinds of things. 那呢，像我就是喜欢一直做，而且呢，我还不知道该怎么样处理我的这个休息的时间。But really quick, I want to give you some signs that you might be burned out real fast. Okay? 那我现在给你们一些这个数据哈，让你们看一下到底什么呃，这个你耗被耗尽了。Most encouraging part of the sermon, right? 这个是今天讲到最重要的一个部分。That's a joke, but. 刚刚讲的是笑话，请笑。But it is important. It is important to know you're burned out. All right, number one, your motivation has faded. 好，这个第一个征兆呢，就是你已经不再有任何的动力了。Number two, your main emotion is numbness. You don't feel the highs, you don't feel the lows. You're just kind of this all the time. Number three, people drain you. Now, of course, the, this means like there's no one that kind of brings you life. There's no one that energizes you. Everybody just drains you. 就是呢，你遇到的人呢，他们就会来吸取你的精华，他不会让你更有能力。Number four, little things make you disproportionately, disproportionately angry. Like you get overly angry over little things. 第四个呢，一点点小事就让你暴怒。Number five, you're becoming cynical. 第五个，你就愤世嫉俗。Number six, your productivity is dropping, which means you're working a lot more, but you're accomplishing a lot less. Number seven, we self-medicate, so we just basically say everything's okay. Let's just watch more Netflix, let's eat more of this, let's just keep going because we're gonna be okay. 那下一个呢就讲到说，你就自我安慰啊，你会用不同的方式呢，可能呃来让自己呢麻醉。Number eight, you don't laugh anymore. 然后再来就你再也不笑了。
Ronnie, yeah, you laugh all the yeah, time. Ronnie, 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 all right, so I want you to think about that. Is that you? And I have good news for you today. Jesus is the Lord of the Sabbath. He's a God who desires to give you rest. He's a God who's created you not just to work all the time, but He's a God who's created you to be dependent upon Him, that you receive His goodness, that you receive His care. And everywhere else, you guys, your job, your school, your friends, they will tell you that you are what you do. But in Christ, God says that's not the truth. In Christ, God says you are who I say you are. And your value comes from who you are, not what you do. Okay, so how, how are we doing at protecting those times where we can actually rest, spend time with the Lord, spend time with our family, be reminded of His goodness, be reminded that He's a Redeemer? Alright, that doesn't mean when you rest, you just don't do anything. Right, so for our family, usually what this looks like is Friday night at 5 o'clock, you know, I put stuff down, we, we have a good meal, we watch a movie, and I try to do it from 5 o'clock on Friday to Saturday. But there is always the thing that's like Sunday's right around the corner. I can, I can do more on the sermon. I can ask these questions. I can check in on what's going on here. And a lot of times I do that because I am not good at obeying what Jesus is saying here. But here's, here's where it gets real deep and real when we talk about Jesus being the Lord of the Sabbath. And this is where we'll, we'll kind of come to land the plane and we'll close our time together. Our main problem with anxiety, with the fears that we have, with all this unrest that we have, is not just because we've made some bad lifestyle choices. See, the, the main reason that you and I experience unrest, the main reason why we see our world and our culture and, and businesses and all these things experiencing unrest is because actually we're under the wrath of God. See, Genesis chapter 2, God designed that Sabbath to never end. He said, I want you to live in light of my goodness, to work, to cultivate, and I didn't want it to ever end, but something happened in Genesis 3. 
，神要给我们的是完全没有止息的这样子的一个休息。但是在创世纪第三章发生了一些事。In Genesis three, guys, we rebelled against God, and we said we don't want that. We don't want to live under your authority. We'd rather live and become our own gods. And because of that sin and all this unrest that you and I experience came into this world. 第三章呢，在创世纪里面就讲到说呢，我们就是不要让上帝来掌管我们，我们呢不要再去受他的这个辖制，我要成为我自己的神。And so I'm here just to declare to you that what we need more than a lifestyle change is we need an actual heart change that worships the Lord of the Sabbath, and that's how we experience real rest. 所以我们不是只是一个生活形态的改变，而是一个内心深处的一个改变，让我们知道安息日是上帝要给我们的。Because here's the thing, Jesus obviously in this passage, he's not saying that he's Lord of one day, right? Not Lord of the Sabbath, like Saturdays or you know what is that? That's not what he's saying, right? 我们这里讲到的这个呢，耶稣并不是说是一天的主哈，他是讲到说是安息日的主。Jesus is saying that he is the Lord, the God of this eternal rest that he wants to bring you and me into. We can find rest not just for our bodies, but for our souls, for our hearts. 耶稣在这里讲到的是呢，我是创造这一切的神，所以呢，我是这个所有安息日的这个主。然后呢，我可以让你的身心灵魂体都得到完全的恢复。That that is the beauty of the gospel, you guys. That what we lost in the fall because of our sin, Jesus gives it back to us in the gospel. 福音的美就是让我们在堕落的时候失去的。And Jesus just doesn't give us a day. Jesus doesn't just give us a day. And so, guys, yeah, I think for for me and for us, we need to respond. We need to to think about what Jesus is saying to us here. So, we, 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 Some people are touched by sickness, where their bodies are in a lot of pain. Some families are touched by cancer. There's just there's relational strife. There's there's this suffering and this unrest even in our small community. 有人生病，有人有癌症，然后呢，甚至在我们这么小的一个这个社群里面呢，都有人在受苦。And I think if you and I were were to walk up to one of those people and just said, you know what, it's okay, you know, just take a day off, just take your Sabbath. Everything's gonna be okay. That would be really cruel. 其实，如果可以这样子，真的很不错。就跟他讲，哎呀，反正你就休息一天呐，所有事情都会好的。And that's why the gospel is such good news because Jesus says, you know what? There will be rest for your souls. It may not be today. It may not be tomorrow. But one day, Jesus says He will wipe away every tear from every eye. He will get rid of evil and sickness and destroy sin forever and ever. And one day, we will enter into that rest if we repented. And put our faith in the Lord of the Sabbath. That Jesus just said, "That if we repent, we put our faith in God, He will wipe away our tears and sickness." I'm just pleading that that what you and I, what we're searching for when we watch 13 episodes of Netflix, or we eat a lot of food, or we try to get a new job, or buy the new thing, what we're searching for, I declare to you this afternoon to be the Lord of the Sabbath. It's Jesus. So man, Jesus blows me away. 
Because this is what he says to you and me. If you feel weary, if you feel like you are struggling with anxiety, or you feel like you're being tormented by anything, Jesus says, come to me. He said, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. He goes on, he says, you will find rest for your soul. And Jesus says, he is the answer for our unrest. He is the answer for our anxiety. He is the answer for everything else that bothers us and plagues us. He is the answer. He says, I want you to come to me. And that's so great because a lot of times, you guys, we feel shame when we experience these things. We feel guilt. We feel condemnation. And the last thing sometimes we want to do is go to God. But here Jesus is saying, please come to me. I'm inviting you to come to me. And so yeah, so yeah, for me, this is something that I regularly need to be reminded of that Jesus invites me in, not just to a one-day rest, but a rest that I can experience for my soul. I but finally just want to close this story and we'll be done. Oh, actually, we, will not, we won't be done because we're going to continue communion and worship, and that's a part of worship, so we're not done. And I've used this before, but I think it's an illustration that really struck my heart this week. But, you know, uh, four or five years ago, Isaac was riding down a slide with his sister, and he got his leg stuck under her butt, and it snapped his leg. And he's in so much pain, right? I mean, he's this, this little three-year-old, and he's crying, and he's screaming, and I have to take him to the hospital. And so you lay, you know, your child, your son, on the uh, waiting table, and he's waiting for the nurses and the doctors to come in. He's in pain. He's crying. He's screaming. And then the nurses they come in, and what they have to do in order to get an X-ray, you know, they have to move his leg around and pick it up and switch it this way, and it's just he's in so much pain and he's crying. And the only thing he wants to do at that moment is get up. He wants to get up, get up, get up, right? And what I have to do as a dad is I have to put my body on top of him. I say, lay down, lay down. This is the only way you're going to get better. This is the only way that you're going to get healed. And this is what God says to us. We struggle with submitting and surrendering, and it's like we want to get up, we want to run, we want to get up and find our value and find our worth. And God is saying, Be still and know that I'm God. Lay down, receive my grace. So there are these three questions I want us to walk away with as we 
Reflect upon God's word. Number one, what comes into your mind when you think about God? Does it reflect the biblical, good, powerful Lord of the Sabbath? Number two, where has living a Christian life become a burden for us instead of a delight? And finally, number three, who can you share the good news about the Lord of the Sabbath? I mean, a God that says, I want to invite you into my rest, I want to care for you, and I want to love you. And that's an amazing part of the gospel.